Welcome to the Parent Matters Podcast, where we help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of parenting and equip you with tools to confidently parent your children. I'm Susan Stutzman, and today we're talking about tips for managing long weekends and long holiday break expectations. And to help me do that, I've asked Carrie Sawyer, my friend, a child therapist, a therapy practice owner, and mother to join me. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Carrie, before we get started, can you share um, with our listeners a little bit about your work and life Mm -hmm. as well as what you're passionate about? Yeah, I would love to. So I run a child and adolescent practice called Bloom Child Therapists, and we're in Parker, Colorado. And I, we specialize in the ages two to 12, two to 18, actually. And we, um, I use play therapy as my primary mode of therapy, um, specifically because it does relate to all my passions, because I've always been a very experiential healer myself, but also have seen that that's something I tend to want to facilitate for other people more frequently than not, because I just can see the whole body experience kind of come to a beautiful place, a more full healing when things are a little bit more movement oriented. So that's, that's where I find my passion in therapy and with families and kids. Um, and I have two kiddos of my own. So it is just a wonderful little pairing of doing what I do. And then I'm really excited to talk about these long weekends because it's something that I myself have been thinking about and doing with my kiddos. Um, as well as with my clients for a couple of years now. So I'm excited. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you. And um, as you know, and you just mentioned, uh, I invited you here to talk specifically about the tips for managing long weekends. And sometimes it can be overwhelming, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So let's just jump right in and talk. Our Mm -hmm. audience is mainly parents and caregivers. Um, And so what I was thinking was if we could walk through um, some things that we know as therapists um, about Mm -hmm. brain structure and about how creating structure uh, versus unstructured expectations Mm -hmm. um, can be great or can be hard. Um, And I'm just curious, uh, any of your thoughts on that? Yeah. So one of the big things that I constantly am thinking about as a framework um, myself is the first place I go to is that each child has such a unique brain, as well as, you know, whether it's just their temperament, it's who they are, but then their age. And so what I typically like to do with my parents and my clients is first sort of hone in on who is your child and how will they respond to certain kinds of structure, right? So Susan, I know you also work um, with population who have kiddos who might have a diagnosis or at least tendencies with um, the ASD diagnosis that um, a, a child that might be on the spectrum or even just kiddos that have like an ADHD type of tendency. And so I'm thinking specifically about them when I say this, but 
each child's brain, the neurodiversity of each child is so unique that what I think about when it comes to structure is that structure looks different for each family. And so when I'm thinking about that, I then go to what's going to be the most productive for this kiddo. Um, And so I think of it as that first. And then second, I do really believe in making that unknown known when it comes to a long weekend or a holiday so that we can help minimize some of the moments of anxiety and dysregulation that might come up in that weekend. Um, And I'm curious what you think of those things too, because I know you work with so many kids, neurodiversity, but specifically the ones that we have to do things a little bit differently with structure um, about there. Yeah, no, I I think that what you said is great. I think that um, just explaining for our um, listeners a little bit about regulation could be helpful is that um, Mm -hmm. I, this is how I tend to think of it. And I'd love your take on this too, Carrie, is um, that not every kid is going to show anxiety or um, feelings of, of uh, discomfort, if you will, in changes of schedule um, to the Mm -hmm. same extent. But when we think about dysregulation, we have to think about the word regulation. And I like to think of a thermostat when I talk about Mm -hmm. regulation, kind of like, you know, we're trying to always get back to the same temperature. We're creatures of habit. And so our bodies are always trying to regulate back to 98.6 or whatever temperature we run at. Mm-hmm. And so if something yeah. is cha- has changed, sometimes we have to resource it or we have to plan ahead so that we can um, make sure that we don't, um, you know, we aren't running cold or running hot, or if we have a fever, getting it so that we can get back to balance or back to where we are. Um, I'm just thinking about like here, I don't know what it's like in Colorado right now, but it's like 60 degrees here, maybe. Um, but it was 42 last night. And, you know, there's, oh. I, and so then like to regulate, right? Like mm-hmm. my thermostat turned on the heat last night where mm-hmm. last week it was so warm. It turned on the air conditioner to stay at a temperature of 68 or 70. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, sometimes we need certain things um, that are predictable, mm-hmm. but sometimes we have other needs too, right? Like heat or cool sweater mm-hmm. or shorts. And so mm-hmm. really knowing your child, right? Knowing the temperature, knowing what's going to happen, um, mm-hmm. I think is really helpful because sometimes it can be as a parent, we're like, Oh, amazing. It's break, right? Like get a weekend yeah. off and our kids, they do something and yeah. it feels overwhelming and it's hard for them to get back into that regulated space, right? Because we've mm-hmm. been unstructured to what their structure normally is. Mm-hmm. And so then yeah. expectations can be off. Would you, yeah, absolutely. Would you, yeah. Do you think that I'm, I'm curious mm-hmm. about your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's so true that each, each kid's type of regulation might look different. I even think of just the idea of, you know, as we're trying to kind of navigate those weekends, letting ourselves have some flexibility is big, but just knowing that 
working within our own strengths as parents, as well as the strength of each of our kiddos, if you have multiples, um, just knowing that there are strengths that we all exhibit. So maybe if you have a kid that's extremely good with being creative and knowing how to see things visually, they're such a visual learner, then you definitely want to do something where you draw out, you know, the expectations of the weekend, right? That would be within their wheelhouse. That would be within their values. That would be within their strengths. So that would be something that I would definitely do for a kiddo like that, as opposed to, you know, you have a kiddo that they can only retain and handle the next two hours of knowledge. So you just sort of say like, okay, here's what we're going to do for tonight. We're not going to have to necessarily go into tomorrow, but let me just give you like a quick overview of you can expect this for the weekend in a general sense, but I'll remind you again, right before bed or right when we wake up. Right. So each kiddo can be different. And I think that that's something that we as parents can use to our benefit if we really hone in on those types of things and our strengths. I also think about like, don't forget the parent strength in that as well, where I feel like for me, I'm like, if I don't accomplish things in the first four hours of the day, it's going to be tough (laughs) to get through the rest of the day. So mornings, if that's a time where you have to get something done, or, you know, sometimes these long weekends, some kids have like a task or two for school, maybe do that in the morning if you're freshest. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and the other thing that I was thinking about is like, even for myself as a parent, um, or even like, you know, sometimes I, I, um, have opportunities to, we have, you know, friends over. And so then you're caregiving as well, or, you know, my kids are getting older, so it's not as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you're the caregiver. It's like, they're just playing, but, um, but some, there is that somewhat, right. It's like, sometimes kids are like, Oh, I want to have a really late night. But for me as the parent, that might not be helpful because then the next morning's thrown Mm. off or I don't, I have to stay up because, and the margin that I have to be able to help them get back into mm-hmm. a different schedule when they go back to school or when the break yeah. is over can really be tricky. So I've realized like creating structure for myself as the parent mm-hmm. or guardian along with the child. Um, so mm-hmm. allowing some unstructure, right. But mm-hmm. giving myself um, this sense of uh, realizing like, what's my budget. So I've been reading lately Mm. and I'm curious if you've, if you've ever read this book, but I've been reading a number of, uh, books by Lisa Feldman Barrett. And she wrote this book called, um, how emotions are made. Ooh, I haven't read that. And, uh, she's also, she has, um, things on YouTube and she is, um, I'm not exactly sure if she's, uh, Harvard medical doctor, or if she's a graduate, anyway, she's really, she's a, she's a huge neuroscientist in the field. Mm-hmm. However, one of the things that she um, purports in her books, so there's like uh, also another book that I really like seven and a half, um, seven and a half lessons from the brain and then um, some other things. And it's about how we have a budget mm. and it's we we don't always realize that we are we're only capable mm-hmm. of so much and so it's mm-hmm. like if you are managing money and you have a hundred dollars to spend for the day it could be really helpful 
to not always plan to spend all 100, even though you might, even though if you don't spend it all in one day, you lose it. It's not like it carries over. Yeah. It, because you never know what can happen. You don't want to spend too little, but you don't want to spend your max always because then mm -hmm. you don't have any margin. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I've been thinking about this concept and how a lot of parents that I know oftentimes run on um, borrowed money or borrowed, yeah. borrowed budget, right? Yeah. Just because there's so many things. Yes. No, I know. Like myself <laughs> too. And it's like, we're really good at overspending basically. Um, and how can I create more and more margin in my life so that mm -hmm. when unexpected things come up, I've actually structured a portion that I can have to spend. So I'm not overspending every day. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, there's things that happen, right? There's, but especially with changes in schedule, I've been playing around with this idea, thinking about it with my kids, like what's their budget, right? Like they mm -hmm. might like my budget's almost done. How much, <laughs> you know, like I yeah. need to stop <laughs> and it's okay to say that. And modeling is really important so that they mm -hmm. too don't learn to just overspend, overspend, overspend. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, and so I'm curious, you know, like in dealing with, um, different body budgets and children, mm -hmm. um, and people having different limits, right? Like you were talking about kids that, um, are, are maybe on the ASD or, um, autism spectrum disorder, mm -hmm. um, tendencies or actually have that diagnosis, kids with ADHD, mm -hmm. kids with ODD, kids with, um, different types of anxiety or depression, mm -hmm. like the, it can, depending on what your family structure or makeup looks like, everybody can have different budgets. And so I'm just curious, mm -hmm. like in your own work and as a parent, um, how you prioritize and think about helping families with multiple kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, that dynamic, you know, you have one kid and the dynamic is one way because there's, you know, just a few of you in the family, but then you have a second kid and the dynamic just keeps changing. Right. And so, and each kid is so different usually, which is such a fun little gift. <laughs> um, but I, I really actually, to your point of just this, these budgets, I would say, you know, thinking about each kid is having you know, that certain level of ability, each person's what well, we, you know, in that neuroscience world, talk about their window of tolerance, the amount that they can handle before they feel like they might be flooded or things are too much. Um, the amount of sensory input each person can handle. I think what I typically like to do with parents is help them find kind of a little bit of a niche for each kiddo or each person in the family to find their, their time of peace in the weekend or the time over that long stretch, just sort of their, what is their thing that they really need? And so it's, it's a puzzle. I mean, that's the, that's the easiest and probably simplest way to say it, but it is a puzzle because for me and with my own kiddos, you know, I'm having to juggle a little bit of like, I know that this kid needs this, but how can I put that into the puzzle of where this other child needs 
a little bit more interaction at this time. And so it is sort of finding a little bit of a balance of a schedule. But I like what you said, and specifically with that, you know, I know it's a worker model, and I forget the words of it specifically, but I remember thinking of it as like, you have red flag moments in a day, yellow flag and green flag, right? Green can be more the scheduled things in a day. And so trying to sort of fill your day with like, okay, here's my to-do list of green things that I know will work really well, but then letting yourself have like three or four yellow things in there. Yellow is slightly less planned. You're sort of going for something and you're like, we'll see what happens. I have the energy to do that with each kiddo. But then there's, you try to only have like one red flag thing in a day. You think about like a fire drill, right? Things you can't, you can't really plan for. And so those are the ones where you're like, okay, how do I manage my day where I'm not just setting my family up for, I know this kiddo has a really hard time, maybe just like with loud noises, even something as simple as that, but, and then bringing them all to like this big concert where you know they're going to get so overstimulated there's going to be a red flag meltdown right so just sort of saying like let's try to plan out and say this might be a red flag moment um, with one kiddo and trying to sort of gauge how many red flag moments are building up just based off of the schedule you might have for the weekend Um, so I'm not sure if that fully answers your question but I do think that there's there's I'm like you know like red flag moments yeah like if it's, if it's going to be red flag, I mean, if there's like going to be so many red flags, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a helpful way to like, just take stock in well, what do I really want out of this weekend? Right. Um, yeah. I know like last, uh, at the time that we're recording this, um, last weekend was, um, indigenous people's day, uh, Christopher Columbus and here the elementary mm-hmm. schools have the Monday off and, mm-hmm. um, my kiddos, my son had a birthday party I was hosting and my kids went to another birthday party. So the weekend was sandwiched, like Saturday was birthday party, Monday was birthday party. A number of my family members showed up and we offered, we offered dinner. And so the expectation of, mm-hmm. um, giving that to, um, to them was one I wanted, but it was also a, a, it took from my budget. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I noticed just even in myself, like as I was, as you know, we were having dinner, like my, I had my husband go grab some food at the grocery store. I, I was, I'm learning to ask for more help. Like, can you do this? So my dad grilled the chicken, you know, like it wasn't like I had to do it all, but realizing, um, you know, I'm going to, if we're going to have a family dinner with 15 people, I'm going to need some help and I'm otherwise I'm going to stretch or overspend. And so, Mm -hmm. and like, it could have turned into that red flag, a red flag moment, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. inside of me, I'm, it's too much. Or if I expected my kids to do a certain thing, um, Mm -hmm. but instead, you know, I know that like even thinking about this birthday party that I was hosting, there was a, there was a really helpful, um, just kind of like methodical, like, okay, so this, it's going to be low key. It's going to be these types of things, making sure that like there were, there weren't a ton of things that could turn into a red flag. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally. 
but it doesn't always go that way. But I I think that too, like realizing like, okay, sometimes it's also important to, um, to have like a plan if you're going to overspend, like I could have said, you know, it's not going to work to have dinner here with the family, but we can go out to pizza. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, how can I also make sure that I'm holding my, um, you know, staying in that, you know, green flag moments, <laughs> green, yeah. you know, those types yeah. of things. Um, because I feel like then managing expectations of myself mm-hmm. as a parent or guardian is the most important thing so that I can model it to the children in my life. Because if mm-hmm. I can't manage expectations, how am I expecting them to? And I want to teach my children. I want to make sure that the children that are that are part of my life can see mm-hmm. this is a this is a way that you can manage expectations with structure, with unstructure, when a red mm-hmm. flag moment comes up, when a yellow flag mm-hmm. moment comes up, <laughs> when you run mm-hmm. out of when you run out of, you know, your money, your budget, <laughs> yeah. when you have extra to spend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes you do have extra to spend and you have surprise moments. Like I had a little extra to spend. Mm-hmm. And when my family, you know, was there, it was like, Oh, I actually had a lovely time, you know, sitting down and eating because I didn't, I didn't take it upon myself to do everything. So yeah. I'm, you know, I know that there's, Lots that goes into it, but I'm curious, like, what are some tips or strategies that you found in your own personal life, but as a mother, but also um, with clients that have helped you um, as you've thought about this concept of uh, managing Mm -hmm. expectations, especially for holiday weekends where there's a lot of parties or, Mm -hmm. you know, events. I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. Christmas coming up. Mm-hmm. How do we manage expectations for winter break and yeah. all of these, you know, moving parts where kids like sometimes families go on vacation and there's presents mm-hmm. and there's disappointment and there's excitement and happiness and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest tip to parents, and I kind of giggle as I say it, is just like, don't expect it to be perfect um, and <laughs> expect to have this be a time where as we're doing our best, right? Like I, I know sometimes some of my favorite weekends, I end up going, Oh, is that just my favorite? Because I like managed it really well like that. I get so excited about it, but like, it's also about really just enjoying our family too. So in those times where we're feeling like the pressure to be this perfect parent or just to do it so well, have the perfect formula, remembering that, part of this whole thing is that we're trying to grow these, I always say like happy, healthy, safe children. And so a lot of that has to do with, you know, if something goes wrong, maybe like showing them and modeling how you reset, right? So being aware of that in the forefront of we're going to structure this, we're going to do our best to make this a green flags only sprint, like break time, right? But there's going to be these red flags that come up. And so when that happens, it's how we respond to it. That's going to be really important. And And so kind of any, do you have any like ways that you Mm -hmm. um, like have practiced that you are going to respond um, that you Mm -hmm. found particularly helpful? Cause I know there's lots of different things you could do, but like Mm -hmm. really getting practical. What are some of those 
ways that you've, you found to be helpful? Yeah. So I like the phrase, you know, if something comes up and you can't do something about it immediately with a kiddo and you're like, Whoa, I, something, let's just say like they break, you know, they're just getting crazy to break something in the house over this long weekend and you're tapped out. So for me, it would be like a, I love you so much. That's the phrase I always start with. Have a little phrase. I love you so much. Or, Hey, we're going to get through this type of thing. I'm not exactly sure how to handle this right now, but we're going to figure it out. Right. So having a moment where you're, you're allowed to not know exactly how to handle that moment. If things are getting a little chaotic, I really like having those types of things set in place beforehand so that you don't go and say like, you're not like flying off the handle, right? You're not like, like, Oh, I can't handle that. It's like, go to your room. I can't do this. Just being like, Whoa, I don't actually know exactly how to handle this right now. You can use your own words, but just saying like, Ooh, I'm not sure what to do, but I love you so much. We're going to figure this out. Um, I like having that in my tool belt for the weekend, um, or the long holiday, as well as in terms of just managing that expectation, I would say just having sort of your own kind of expectation maybe written out so that you can sort of say like, oh, is this realistic? Here's the areas that might be realistic. Here are the areas that might not be realistic. And just sort of then holding those a little bit more loosely and saying those would be like really beneficial moments if I could do that or really exciting moments, but not saying like this must happen for this to be a good break with my kids. You know, um, I think that can really help us set expectations and say, all right, here's the, there, we have three things that have to be accomplished this weekend or this, this week. Right. Um, but not necessarily having it be a million things. So keep that to-do list a little bit shorter. Yeah. One thing that I, I have been thinking about too, is, um, we can always clean up later <laughs> because I think that one of the hard things is, um, you know, it's nice to have things all in order in your home, especially when you're taking a break. Right. Um, but we're not going to typically, I have three kids. I know, you know, you have two and it's, if they're all home, it's mm-hmm. going to look different than if they're not. If they're all mm-hmm. home and it's not a school school day, they might want to do art all over the dining room table and the kitchen table. And, you know, like one of my daughters is really into, you know, making her own food. And so it's, you know, that's totally fine, but it's going to look super different. And so like mm-hmm. resourcing myself um, to manage my expectations of, yeah, the house might be dirty, but maybe we can have, okay, we're going to stop or we're going to put everything away by seven o'clock at night. If you want to watch a show or you want to watch a movie, you know, on this, you know, holiday break, like we, you know, you can keep certain things out, but then there are certain things that we all share this space. And so, um, cleaning up could be really helpful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> like, we'll get to that. Yes. Well, <laughs> this has been, this has been really fun to be able to chat with you about this. Um, I want to share with our listeners, um, that one of my colleagues here at kid matters has created kind of like a map. It's literally six blocks with a, uh, l- little squares with a little square inside. So you can check off, um, what you've done. And so you can write in it or you can, um, draw, you can get as creative or as simple as you want. 
It's literal. It's it's very. It's a very simplistic map, but I've found that it's really helpful to be able to provide kids and and parents and caregivers uh, a way to set expectations and plans for um, different types of schedules. It's super simple and customizable, but it's a, a helpful resource to use as a jumping off point in creating structure managing expectations during the long weekend. And since I just talked to Carrie about this and she mentioned yellow flag, red flag, green flag, it would be cool too if you like either wrote the stuff in the green, yellow, or red color or put the little flag on it. Or if you're more into the budget, you know, concept, um, putting like, this is going to cost me 50 of my 100 pennies, <laughs> right? Like, mm -hmm. um, so that you can... Um, kind of begin to play around with these concepts and try it out and see what works for you, what works for your family. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can follow the link below to download your own free printable copy today. And before we go, Carrie, I not only want to just say thank you so much for joining me, but can you tell our listeners a little bit about um, where they can get in touch with you or find more about you um, if they're uh, if they want to chat with you or um, if they're looking for a counselor in Colorado. Yeah. So the best way to do that is to go to our website, bloomchildtherapists.com. And if you were to just call one of the numbers that's in our intake form request, um, you'll get through to either me or somebody on our team. And just you can talk to me specifically or get set up with somebody here. But we would love to support you in Colorado. We also have myself um, and one of our other therapists is licensed in Illinois as well. So we'd love to even chat with you if you're in Illinois. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Carrie, for joining me. And um, thank you all for uh, listening. If you found this conversation useful, please subscribe to the podcast and join me again next time for the Parent Matters podcast where we always remind you, don't parent alone. Please remember the topics discussed in this podcast should be considered a matter of personal opinion. They do not reflect professional advice. If you or your child is in need of mental health counseling support, please search out a licensed counselor in your area.